Whew. Getting near the end of day one here at the, Val uh, the Verisage Symposium. What we have next, the next half hour is not debt talks, although they, they, these uh, gentlemen will be, the, be talking about some of their, their products that they want to share with you that are in this related space. So, uh, and then we'll do the, the debt talks, I guess beginning, it's not, I got uh, 2.45, so it'll be 3.15. So who, uh, Mark Wickersham, you're, you'll be on at 3.15, so you're off by, three, by uh, 15 minutes at this point, but we'll, we'll catch there. Uh, Baker, we're eating more and more and more into your time. I know that's right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, what I have now is a presentation from Joel Boralski, uh, Boralski Advisors. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Pretty good. All right. And this is a, a product that he's developed. It's called Price High or Low. Yeah. And you know, you know, there's no commas in here. We have lawyers. Should we need the Oxford comma? Is it Price comma High comma or Low? We'll check it out. Okay, check with the lawyers. They'll give you the proper, uh, you know, comma of, on that. All right, Joel Borowski, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you very much for this opportunity to uh, present to you today. We've got 15 minutes, so I'm going to go through the introduction very quickly and, uh, and introduce to you a app which is not... Is this... Um, it's called Price High or Low. It's an I iOS app. But before, um, I launched the app about uh, three, four weeks ago in Australia. And uh, this is some of the feedback that, uh, that we received uh, from the Australian launch. And today is really the, the US launch. And so generally positive feedback. And I saw John Chisholm. And John said, look, this is worth, worth checking out. And can I uh, um, please come and uh, present it here at Verisage? So thank you for that opportunity. The, before I, I go into the detail, I thought I'd just share a little bit about myself um, and, and the origins of the app. Um, I'm, I'm not a, a pricing consultant. Um, I'm not a tech person or an app developer. Um, my, my expertise and background is as a strategy consultant. Uh, I'm based in, uh, in Melbourne, Australia, and I've uh, been doing this for around 28 years, working mainly with larger law firms and accounting firms. And uh, for those who are from Australia, you, most of you are familiar with a firm called Beaton Consulting. And I headed up uh, the Beaton's uh, strategy practice for about 16 years before going on my own. Um, these are some of my clients that you, you might recognize. Um, so it gives you a flavor for some of my clients. And I particularly chose those um, that you'd be familiar with here in the US. Um, I also teach a course at the Melbourne uh, Melbourne Law School. Uh, it's a course called Management for Professionals. Been doing it for some years now. Uh, Melbourne Law School is a very, it's a, a fantastic institution. Recently wrote, voted by the Times in the top 10 in the world as a law school. And I've uh, been doing the subject on the JD and Master of Laws program. So I have a sort of an academic bent and an academic interest. Um, that's also about me. It's my family. That's my wife Tonya and my kids Asher and Bella at Mount Buller, taken about two, three months ago near Melbourne. And uh, why have I developed the app? Um, just to, to explore something interesting and do something new, um, to find some, find some passive income that's scalable. Uh, my intention is not to become a pricing consultant, uh, and I don't want this, this initiative and this enterprise to distract me from the th my passion, which is doing the strategy consulting work. But I saw this as a need and as an opportunity and thought, Let, let's give it a go. So that's a bit about me in terms of the origins of the product from a, from a market perspective. Um, 
Uh, iPhones and smartphones are checked uh, approximately 150 times a day uh, by their users. They're kept within arm's reach 90% of the time, and many, a lot of people sleep next to their phones. So they are in wide use. Um, secondly, we have this, this growth in, in value pricing and agreed pricing and fixed pricing. Uh, even with big law, where I'm, I'm, I work most, it's, it's becoming more and more common by the day. And lastly, this, this area of when you have to make a quote, where you have to uh, look to, to, to value price or fix a price, it's actually tricky. There's some pain points. And if I just reflect on my own experience as a consultant, you know, some of the pain points, if I go too high, I'm going to lose the client. If I go too low, I'm sort of leaving money on the table. Um, there may be future work volumes, or this is an ongoing relationship, so how do I price this project to reflect the, you know, the future income stream? Um, you know, what is the value for this project for this client at this time? So it differs from each, in each instance. So how do I reflect the fact that it is in that moment? Um, what signals do I want to send with my price? Price sends a signal around your brand, around your quality. So it's not just about the value, but there's a signaling aspect to it as well. Uh, how do I price in risk? There's a risk in terms of uh, the type of work that's been done and not done and where it might go, including scope creep and things like that. And particularly, how do I communicate my offer with confidence? How do I you know, present in a, in a confident and articulate way uh, to communicate my value? So these are the pain points, and is there a way to actually um, help that a bit further? And one of the things that I developed and I've used is a little cheat sheet which talks about do I go high or go low? So this is sort of different things that might actually shape your decision as to whether you should go high or low. Many of them driven by uh, you know, how the client might see your project, whether it's a business critical project, the degree of urgency, your competitive position, and a range of factors. But the problem with this is that it, it changes from matter to matter, and it also, um, it, it also it, it, some factors are more important than others, or, or some are irrelevant. So what I decided to do was let's actually turn this working sheet, which is a hard copy paper, into an app and, and see how that goes. And that's what I'm going to uh, demonstrate to you today and launch today. Um, and just before I get into a quick demo, uh, this is some feedback from, from Australia already that, that I've had around the app and people who rated it. Um, it's um, you know, the feedback generally from people saying this is a cool little Aussie app that's worth checking out. Um, John was kind enough to, to give a testimonial, which is on, on the website. Um, you know, it's a, there's, a, there's a great honour in, in, in nobility being paid what you're worth, and, uh, and the app helps sort of get, get to that, that, that point. And this is from someone from Big Law. This is the head of pricing from DLA Piper, um, talking about this is, you know, the app's really worthwhile and really looking to, to use it more widely across that firm. So let's, uh, let's go over to it. And, and give you a quick feel. How am I going for time? Yeah, eight minutes, okay. We've got time. I might give you some more time, Ray. But hopefully we'll... Um, this has just dropped out. So at the moment, the app is just uh, an iOS app. And it's, it looks like this. So we start off with a, some notional um, price. So you, sometimes you would have a price in mind. You might have your pump fist price or your hopeful price, if you want to use that language. Uh, you might take a market price. You might take the price you've charged once before for a similar matter. 
or things, you know, you've done this 20, 30 times before, that's typically the ballpark price that I've set. So it can come from, it could also come from a, a costing sheet if you want to actually cost the matter beforehand. And, and you know, that's, that might be your, your starting price. So then what we do, so just say we, we enter $10,000 as your sort of initial ballpark. We then ask, ask you a series of questions. So you can go, what's the risk of a, a cost blowout or overrun? And you can say, well, it's pretty certain in this case. Um, how busy are we at the moment? Are oh, we pretty flat out? Um, what's the client's general price sensitivity? Oh, they're pretty price sensitive, actually. There seems to be a lot of accountants, actually, in, in the buying unit. Um, client's view of project's important. Oh, it's business critical. And actually, that's a really critical factor. So we'll weight that factor a little bit higher. And then how urgent do they want it now? Well, they should pay a premium if they want, want things sort of now. And are we in a strong competitive position? Actually, they're looking at three or four others, and you know, it's pretty tough competition, so we might actually factor that in. And so our revised price is $10,800. OK, so it, what it does is then it actually unpacks those heuristics or those rules of thumb that you've actually intuitively um, thought about and starts to put some, some measures on, on that. But then those are six factors. But then if you want to... <coughs> Excuse me, what I've developed is 50 other factors that if you want to actually then int introduce into the decision. So there's things around costs and constraints. So I'll just scroll through these slowly so you can just get a feel for that. So for, for example, cost of sale, if you want to reflect that or not. Um, I, I don't think that goes with the, the theory around value-based pricing, but it's, you know, some people want to, to, to do that, to think about if you want to price in other risks around reputational risks or reputational damage. Um, disruption, uh, or risk of scope creep, or if you want to actually, for example, put in the clients a pain to deal with, you want to have a pain factor, well, they should pay, pay for that. Um, so, you know, capacity to sell and deliver, complexity in delivery, how it fits, ease of selling or communicating our, our value proposition, um, then issues around the, the client, you know, how does the client see us? Do they see us as a premium end player? or commodity player? Is it our core specialization or is it just a peripheral product? And does this, the pain points keep them awake all night or is it just something that's sort of business as usual? Um, you know, financial impact, import, and so on. So these are a range of things. Then there's, comp there's competitive factors, the uniqueness of our offer, um, the switching costs if we're the incumbent or switching costs if, if they, they're loyal to someone else. Uh, our business opportunity and a range of factors why it might be important to us, why you might adjust the price. I'm not mad about those, but a lot of people do factor those in. And then you might put mindset, your level of confidence, that you, know, you might be generally an unconfident pricer, and you need, a, you need to remind yourself to actually get paid what you're worth. You can then add, add any of your own. So if, you, if you're tailoring it for a particular client, say a construction client, or a property client, or a you know, divorce client, you can then add in particular variables that relate to that particular client. So if I go back, I've just added one, which was a client was a pain to deal with, and we'll, you know, they're a real pain, so we'll go up to 11 and a half. Okay. <laughs> so just adjust it, and then what you can do is you can save it, you name it, you can save it, and then if you want, you can also then share it, say if you've got a colleague in another office or 
if you wanted to share your workings with anyone else, you, if you want to sort of, you know, you maybe might do it independently and then come to and see, if, see how you think independently and then you, you agree on that. So I think you get it. It's not rocket science, it's simple but useful. And that is the, the, the mantra in trying to develop this thing, was to actually make something simple and people just can use it very easily and anyone can use it, but at the same time be useful. Um, in terms of um, how do I price it, and I'm, I'd welcome some feedback today, because <laughs> there's a, a great irony of how I price this. And my initial pricing model was based on a freemium model, which was basically those six factors that I showed you first. So it's free for that basic app, and then a $5 a month subscription if you want to access the extra 50 variables, plus the ability to save and share and so on. Um, you know, the benefits of that is that there's an ongoing revenue stream, there's a sort of a, rela a relationship that's developed, and it feels a bit fairer to me. If someone's actually using the app, they sort of paying for it and you know that, that seems a, a fair exchange. Uh, the other option is just to go straight paid app. One out one one off fee and um, and you, you 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 buy the app and you get it and you get it for life and you can use it as many times as you like. And and that's you know that's a common way apps are, are, are sold. And if you actually go to the app store in America and you look at the top ten paid apps in, in the US, you know the average price point for those top paid apps is around, you know, three ninety nine, five you know, around sort of four dollars for for a paid app. So this is this is part of the dilemma. And um, so I've started with A, but I'm actually going I think I'm going to B. And the people who have said to said I've told this a few people here and they said I'm absolutely mad. And um, because it's, it is worth a lot more and it can, you know, any one use and it's paid for itself, you know, 10 times over. But I'm, I wanted to go viral. I don't have the capacity to sell it. Um, I don't have the capacity to have the value conversation with different clients or come to these conferences and present it. I needed to for people to say, this is pretty good. I'll get it. Let me refer it or let me use it. Give it, all, give it, give it to all my staff and they could become more commercial, or just it makes it a, just a much easier referral sort of proposition. But it's, it's, it's quite tricky, yes. Look, it, it, it could be, I, I, I hear that. Um, but then you, you, you get all the, all the, would you make the initial purchase, a, a, you put a price in there as well? So to get the free version, would it still be free, or would you pay like an upfront fee? Okay, yeah, I mean, look, I would go with B for the mass market, and I suggest developing an, an enterprise edition that allows more collaboration, like a workflow to send yeah. something to a pricing committee to have it reviewed and things like that, yeah. and actually having the customer have an interface yeah. of their own value factors, and I would pay for it, and I would pay for my whole team to do it, and I'll develop it with you. Okay, right. fantastic. Louis, Thank you. and then one more. Um, the option A, what I think, instead of doing the first six free, why not give the whole thing for free for the first five or six um, Usage projects? Usage, yes. I can't actually do that on the App Store, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Then, then my idea is totally shot. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Thank you. <laughs> Constraints of Apple. All right, last question. Kirk. I don't know if this is possible in the App Store, yep. but if it is, let the customer name their price. And maybe you, if you want it subscription, say, okay, how much are you willing to contribute a month? Yeah. No, I, I wish I could. I can't. You have to be very, it's all very, very regulated in that environment. 
Um, so if you're so inclined, um, if you think it's worthwhile to, to download it, to use it yourselves, uh, to tell others about it, um, it's actually free. It's still on that on, on A. It's slightly higher. Don't, don't do choose the 50 today because you're going to then pay more than the five. Um, it's a long story. But if you, if you download it today, it's, it will be free. Um, maybe in the next few days, we're going to go shift to, the, to B. So, um, but if you're so inclined, I'd welcome any ratings and, uh, and, and for you to you know, share it amongst your colleagues and, and contacts. So thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Joel. He, he will be available. He's here all night. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, awesome. Thank you.